Anthony Codling, CEO of Twindig and Economist, on last week to talk us through all of the changes to inflation, etc., and the Bank of England announcements. Um, as I said, he's CEO of Twindig, and Twindig do these, you do these kind of weekly updates, don't you, Anthony, with advice and insight. What what exactly do they show each week? Yeah, so we we try and kind of help people stay up to date with what's going on in the housing market. So by providing commentary on kind of interesting stories that we're seeing and interesting themes that we're seeing. And once a week, we have our Twindig Housing Market Index, which tries to gather everything together. And it, it's a reflection of what investors in the residential housing market are thinking. And it, it's, it's run as an index. So we started it um, 1st of January 2020. And what is going on in the housing market, especially over the last week? What's been going on? Well, as, as you know, we've had kind of mortgage rates going up, bank rate going up, um, house prices going up and down at the same time, which was, you know, has, has been confusing. And interestingly, we've had results from some of the larger estate agency um, chains and the ones that publish their results, which um, obviously most estate agents don't. But I think it's interesting for um, Guild members to know what, what's happening with the, the kind of the more public um, estate agency chains. It's been fascinating. It's just like we had, you know, one index saying house prices up, the other one down. We had most estate agents, well, all but one, saying it's been a really good year we've you know we've 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 knocked it out of the park and even now our sales pop lines are up and higher than they were um at the the peak just before the 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 end of the stamp duty holiday but there was one that has had an awful time and really underperformed um and they're trying to do lots of things to to turn it around yeah and it's a very different model to the guild members use so maybe maybe it's a model that isn't working care to share with us which one that is Purple bricks, um, which appear to be um, being disrupted by the market rather than disrupting the market, um, which, as a, as a former analyst, is, is fascinating because they obviously tried to, to 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 redefine how the market worked. And you would have thought that, you know, in the hottest market we'd ever had, that being able to sell your home really cheaply because they're selling themselves anyway which is what a lot of people think you'd have thought they'd had an absolute boom time but they you know they went backwards interestingly now i know they've had um uh, some internal issues as you know the letting's been uh, kind of well documented and um changes of management and stuff but it's yeah it's as an outsider it's fascinating to see that 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 model hasn't worked and i guess for for guild members and traditional agents it's you know it must be comforting to know that actually the businesses we've been running for years and years and years are probably using the right model i've always been a huge advocate of this of the understanding of brand loyalty because brand loyalty in agency is unlike any other sector because you have emotion that drives brand loyalty so for example i could use mckenzie co 15 20 years uh, on the trot to move house and my family could use it and yet, if there's if my dream home is on the market with Anthony Codling and Co., of course my brand loyalty's gone. I'll I'll do whatever it is that I need to do to secure the house that I want to buy. Yeah. And I guess in the hot marketplace that we've had in the last eighteen months, a an able agent will will use that to their best advantage. Yeah, it's again it's fascinating, isn't it? Because the flip side to that coin is when you're instructing someone to sell your home, it's really important who you instruct. Yeah. And yet when you come to buy, as you say, if, if it's the house I want, I will I will buy it, you know, even if it is insert name of competitor, you know, you will you will do it. So 
yeah and I, I think if you've if you've got it's such a big it's such it's people's biggest purchase and sale and if you've had good service you know why wouldn't you go back to the people you've you've had good service from and it's too you know I always remember a couple of maybe two or three conferences ago um Ian and you were saying about fees and how fees shouldn't be the issue that we we think they are because you know if you if you can get someone because you know the market well um more for their home than they think they could get you know and that just happens to so say you can get fifty thousand pounds more than they they ever dreamed mm. and your fees twenty five thousand pounds well they'd be happy with that because they're twenty five thousand pounds better off you know the the, the comp- arguing over is it one one point two zero point nine five percent you know you kind of think well what i want is the agent who knows who's looking for a house like mine who has the contacts and can sell the home when i need it sold you know they it's almost getting things backwards saying, well, if you do sell it for whatever price, what's the fee that I'm going to be paying? You should be thinking about what's the net price and the timing that you can do this transactional. So Definitely. the housing market results, so we had, um, so Purple Bricks you've mentioned, what were LSL and Belvoir's results like? Yeah, so so LSL, um, so the, the big guys, the big guys, so LSL and Connors have been hit by delays in conveyancing. So their, their pipelines are both up, I say on that on that stamp duty peak, so the June last year, but they both were commenting that it's conveyancing bottlenecks that's that's slowing things down. Um, now, obviously, I think you know if you if you had all your information in one place ready to go and were able to share it with the conveyancer, you know, so having I don't know a twin dig, you know, that that would probably help um, you in terms of helping speed up the transaction. But that 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 is an issue, right? You you know that your members know that better better than I do. Um, Belvoir saw revenue growth right which is which is really good for them a, a lot of that revenue growth was because of acquisitions so the, the first half revenue was up 11 percent property was up three percent um and the financial services is what drove it um 19 percent well, that was two-thirds because they they'd acquired a, a kind of groups of, of mortgage advisors but it, it goes to show you know there is money to be made in a, a kind of a holistic offering offering kind of all the all the services that that your home mover needs and you know a one-stop shop you know be that in-house be that using services of, of the guild or whatever is is a real positive and clearly is working in in what's becoming a more challenging market for for belvoir countrywide used to turn one pound's worth of sales revenue into one pound fifty they had a 50 percent uplift yeah um, and I spoke to spoke to MC over a large organisation last week that they're at 45 pence per pound. Um, and that's exactly the strategy for Purple Bricks moving forward, isn't it, is to monetize the opportunities within the within the home move process. Yeah, again, fascinating to see what they're looking at, at doing. I, I suppose I was most surprised by two things in their results. Firstly, that they're saying they're going to focus on the, the lower end of the market, which yeah surprise me because if, if it's fixed fee <laughs> you kind of think you know my, my relative saving is higher the more expensive the house so you know if i'm selling a house for 120 130 thousand then a fixed fee is probably well could well be higher than what the agent's actually going to charge so that that surprised me and then I mean, it's incredible they said well what we've realized is that every home has 15 viewings and so well, there's 15 potential customers we could be selling stuff to and I was like, yeah, that's that's genius that isn't it because who you're not acting for them you're acting for the seller but they go oh hang on one seller 15 buyers let's see what I can sell the buyers and I was like I was gobsmacked by that because you know 
I'm sure it's rule number one of a state agency. Your client is the person with the property to sell, right? Not the property, not the people who are looking to buy the property. Now, I appreciate they may have homes to sell, but it to 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 publicly say you're going to prioritise um, your your work on the buyers rather than your customer was, uh, yeah, I was I was surprised. So, how much of a problem is the conveyancing delays that um, LSL and Connells mentioned? Do you think big? Um, so LSL was saying that it probably impacted profits by six million pounds. Wow, which is a, a big number, and yet they've got their highest ever pipeline of twenty seven or twenty six point seven million pounds, and it's that that bottleneck. They're saying it, it's the conveyancing. It's just it, taking time, taking time, taking time, taking time, um, which doesn't help anyone because you've you've got average transaction times now longer than um, six months, longer than your mortgage offer, right? And with with bank rate. And mortgage rates going up that that could create problems going mm. forward yeah which i think stresses that need to to be really well organized and you know to hold hands of people going through that going through that process we actually spoke to russell quirk a few weeks ago didn't mm-hmm. we ian and um we discussed how conveyancing kind of the issues with con- between conveyances and estate agents at the moment um and in his podcast episode he suggested that the solution was taking it internal having the conveyancing part of the estate agency process what are your thoughts on that do you think that could be a solution yeah i mean I th- anything to address the bottleneck however however you do it, it is is the right way to go it's clearly conveyancing is a very different skill to a state agency but if you yeah if you if you can bring it in house then that helps and also if you can use you know potentially more specialist conveyances and practices so you're you know, there's there's about eight and a half thousand last time I was looking at it um, conveyancing firms across the country, and a lot of them, you know, like the one I used uh, last time, is a is a high street solicitor who does many many things. One of which is conveyancing, and mm. so you know, it, it, I'm sure that conveyancing is not his major income stream. And you know, I I'm sure that my documents didn't get to the top of his pile, kind of thing. So like, he might do one transaction every couple of months, but he's doing wills and everything else, you know, all the time. And so I can understand that that doesn't help with the with the delays. Whereas if you have people focused team, or if you know that you know um, the guild are going to be giving me this much business each month because of this how many transactions, then building strong relationships with with conveyances is clearly, you know, I think is a is a, is a way to go because it, it helps both sides it, it speeds up your transactions you then get more transactions and then it generates more work for the for the conveyancer how are how are house builders getting on because historically their pipeline term is always significantly uh, faster than than secondhand resi so how are they getting on with with conveyancing delays and just generally how are the the larger builders getting on? so so the larger house builders have, have all had good strong results um so they're coming out with their half year results the junior results they again their order books are up which is really good news for the housing market right so they people are still wanting to buy um and there's yeah, the prices their prices are still going up their prices are still higher than the build cost inflation which again is is important because yeah, they really at the thick end of inflation in terms of yeah. you know bricks and wood and you know so all of that and they're still managing to have house prices moving faster than than the input costs where they're facing the the challenge is planning i i know householders always like to complain about planning but they they really are having issues with planning getting the stuff through and if you know, the current um 
political uncertainty doesn't help either. Um, you know, house building targets being deleted, you know, um, green belt being, you know, all the, all the usual arguments suggest to me we're going to get fewer homes built. Um, and which again should play into the second hand market because if there's fewer new homes being built, then the demand for existing homes is going to be higher. So again, there's many things we can look at the the, the housing market glasses as half empty, but I, I'm generally looking at it as half full because any issues that the house builders have got play into the larger market. Yeah, it's interesting. And the, the inflation in this in the new build it has been huge, isn't it? I mean, thirty to fifty percent increase in some of the product range. Yeah, I mean, huge, right? And they've they've also got the the issue that in March next year, you know, just when Bank of England thinks bank rate might peak, they're gonna there's no more help to buy, and and effectively there'll be no more help to buy. Realistically, from October this year, they'll they'll stop taking orders on help to buy because they won't be able to deliver the homes before the deadline, and that even with the rule changes is twenty percent, twenty twenty two percent of their volumes. You know that that's a lot of people. So that that competitive advantage for house builders is is disappearing, which again should help the existing market because I, I think an interesting dynamic will be if the if we see more buy to let landlords exiting the market or trimming their portfolios then you know a lot of their their stock is classic first time buyer stock. So summary on this section and let me tell you what I've heard with the exception of a disruptor that was. Um, brought in to disrupt the market is now being disrupted by the market with the exception of them every other new build or major corporate has actually done relatively well in the last 12 months yeah exactly and the, the only the only um headwind the the agents are seeing really the things that are impacting their business i say that six million swing in operating profit for lsl is conveyancing delays okay and that that is i appreciate easier said than done but that that is a problem that can be solved right that that is not an economic headwind you know, that is not a macroeconomic thing that is something that clever people can can sit around the table and sort out yeah indeed but the uh, the, the chain is only as strong as its weakest link is the saying that i always used to use and so there is opportunity to for agents to just keep an eye on any fall throughs that are happening in the marketplace and just offer service and help to to the customer absolutely I was going to say, Anthony, let's get you back definitely in the next sort of six to eight weeks. We'll do another roundup, see if there's been a, any other kind of disruption in the market. Does that sound good to yeah, you? Yeah, no, I'd, if, if, I'd, if, if there's demand, I'd, yeah, I'd, lo I'd love to. Love to. That'd be great. Thanks Excellent. again, well, Anthony. Have a great summer break. Thanks all. Bye bye. Take care. Bye bye.